Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. The fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G. We welcome you back into the podcast dojo. And you have stumbled on what is, for many, the most important podcast of the weekend. Because we go into the bag, Danny G Radio, inside the mailbag Always a dangerous, rocky road to go down. You never know what you're going to get in the mailbag on the fifth hour. And this week, somewhat interesting because I was a little disheveled from my trip from Minnesota. I forgot to post a message on social media until late in the week. So these are last-minute emails that were sent in. Now, there were a few people that did send emails in earlier but usually I have to send out a reminder, so I'm excited to get in the mailbag. Are you ready, Danny? Yes. These questions are closer to us right now than they were last week. Yes, that is sure. Whatever you said, I'll have some of that. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, crank up the band in our buddy, Ohio Al. It's in the band. Okay, thank you for that, Ohio Al. Good as always. And the first message comes from Alf, the alien opiner. He says, Ben, have you considered reacquiring the URL for benmaller.com to promote your brand? I remember the good old days of dialing up America Online and reading the latest rumors on your website. Nowadays, you'd be able to promote your Fox Sports radio show, the podcast, not to mention that you'd probably be able to get some sponsors, I'm sure, your social media team is doing a cost-benefit analysis as you read this. 
said mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Danny, can you check in with the social media team to see how that's looking, that cost-benefit analysis, the spreadsheet on the benmaller.com URL? That'll be an easy check-in. Yeah. So to answer the question, Alf, uh, yes, there was a clerical error that was made, and I did lose BenMaller.com. I had I had owned it for several years after I stopped using it uh, daily because of the radio commitments. And what had happened, first of all, is it, it was a clerical error, so we lost it. Then we tried to get it back, but what happens is there were some people that were opportunistic and they they purchased it. There was a company out of Asia that originally purchased the URL. Now, why someone in Japan or China would want BenMaller.com is beyond me. Uh, but I think the reason they were squatting and they wanted some money. And so the problem, secondly, is I have tried to get the website back, but it is a ridiculous amount of money for that URL which no one is going to right now. They want the buy it now price for BenMaller.com is $6,500. Gotta be kidding me. I am not spending six grand to get a website that I built and eventually destroyed, by the way, but I'm not paying six grand for that. You gotta be joking. Yeah. If you go to BenMaller.com right now, it says the domain name BenMaller.com is for sale. And it's $6,490. Now, why is it that much? A, they seem to think I'm more famous than I am because they probably see the name and they think the radio show, so they think I'm more famous. B, the website did get really great traffic for a number of years when I was putting the rumor page together. But no, I'm not interested in spending that kind of money. Now, if somebody wants to buy that for me, that would be a waste of your money. I wouldn't tell you to do that, but I would accept it if you give it back to me, but I'm not spending six grand. Not happening. I don't care if it's a hassle-free payment. I don't care if there's a buyer protection program. Uh, doesn't matter to me. I'm not interested. Sorry, not sorry. So what if I buy it and then sell it to back to you for $7,000. Well, you could try that. You could try that. You might want to toss that into Lake Superior with the brown water, Danny. <laughs> That's going to be the quality of the brown water. Next up on the mailbag, Fred in Spring, Texas, writes in says, Hey, guys, great show as usual. Uh, ben and Danny G. Uh, he says, uh, Hey, Ben, do you do you miss the days when you travel with a ball club and mingled with the players, etc.? Uh, yes, of course I do, Fred. That, who would not want to do that? That was a lot of fun. I didn't get to do it for very long, but I had a great time when I did it. And the thing that bothers me about that chapter in my life is I, I got this great gig and I felt like I wasn't completely re- prepared for it. I just kind of got tossed into it. I, I, And it's fine. I did as good a job as I could possibly do. But if I had a job like that now, I feel like I would be m- so much better at it but I didn't really appreciate it as much as I should have at the time. But I have great memories, amazing memories of that time. In fact, I see some of those guys on the Dodgers that were around when I was there. And, you know, there's, there's a, there's a bond, there's a kinship there from, from that era. And I, I ran into Eric Karras, who does games at Fox. And he was the first baseman for the Dodgers when I was doing that stuff. And, and I had seen, I hadn't seen EK in probably a decade. And, you know, we caught up. We were telling old stories. And Eric Karras, an old sports radio guy, used to listen to the Jim Rome show back in the 90s. And 
and all that. So we bonded over sports radio. And, and uh, yeah, so I, I do I do miss that. Although I'm at a different place in my life now. I don't know that I would want to travel that much. Uh, I think I'm I'm kind of cool with my rare and appropriate vacation. You know what I mean, Danny, right? Like rare and appropriate. You don't want to go out traveling all the time. Yeah, and also something else you brought up. It's funny how when you're a beginning broadcaster, because I do the same thing, I look back at some of the big radio stations I was on, and I really didn't understand what I was doing yet. And now when I think about it, I'm like, man, what an opportunity. Not that I did bad and not that you did bad, but we just didn't know how to harness the broadcasting power yet. Bang, bang. And so you're making all these different little mistakes and and then that stuff weighs on you and you're not I you you don't have your personality yet, I, I guess is what I'm saying. And so we look back at that and it's like, damn it, man, if I could go back and do that again, because it's kind of like when you think about going back to high school and, you know, banging the chicks that you missed out on. <laughs> which is all of them, uh, which is 100 percent of them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the, you, yeah. Uh, to- totally right there, Danny. Uh, you-, you think about, boy, if I could go back with what I know now, the skill set I have now, man, we would dominate. We'd have the top ratings. Everyone would be loving the shows that we do, and it'd be just so great. And and you're like, ah, you can't go back. You can only go forward. But uh, it was a it was a fun time in my life, and I have great memories, and I can. You can say, you know, whatever happens the rest of the way that I got to accomplish that. So that was kind of cool. Mike in Fullerton writes in, he says, Hola, Ben and Danny G. Last Friday's podcast about hiccups with the lady doctor was very interesting. Yes, that's her name. I don't even think she's a doctor, by the way. She's a scientist. I don't know that she's a doctor. Anyway, uh, Mike says, do you believe Bo Jackson has chronic hiccups because he's part frog or something like she said? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, he did have athletic agility that would make you think uh you know he was superhuman frogman bo jackson frogman yeah that line she had that they they think experts that we burp because we go back to when we were in the ocean that was the most fascinating part of that whole podcast. I was like, what? You think you think I'm burping because I used to be my, my relatives were swimming in the oceans? Come on. But uh, hey, whatever gets you through the day. Why not? And uh, makes sense with that tadpole tongue. How dare you? Uh, Mike says, I appreciate you ending Ben, ending it with Danny G's famous later alligator outro. Yes, uh, <laughs> that was original. Uh, Danny, I did not steal that from you, Danny. That was an original. It's but it's later skater, not later alligator. I got close. I got close. Uh, you yeah. rhymed it. You rhymed at least. Mike says, "Here's a question just for Danny G." He says, "Have you come up with a name for Baby G yet? If not, I would like to nominate Michael." Mike from Fullerton says he would like to nominate Michael as the name. I think it's a great name. He says, but if you don't like it, just promise me you aren't going to name your child Alf. So that's that's <laughs> from Mike. Have you picked the name yet, Danny? Do you have it? Yeah, we have picked the first name, but not the middle name yet. Did you pick the first name, or did your wife pick the first name? Uh, my wife and her kids picked the first name. I got to sit on the sideline and agree or disagree. That was my job, and then I get the privilege of giving the child the middle name. So, question: 
Yeah. Will you hijack the name game, even though you will be only giving the middle name, and many people think that is inferior to the first name, but if you call the kid by the middle name, they will then embrace the middle name, and your spawn will then consider that their primary name. Therefore, you will circumvent your wife and the other kids, and you will have complete ownership of the naming process in a backhanded, devious way. I like the way you're thinking. Okay. All right. And uh, will the child be named podcast or radio, which uh, will be the middle name? Well, radio is his last name. So, yeah, radio, radio would be weird. That would be odd. They need a movie radio, um, which is interesting. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, I guess as we get closer, now seven weeks away from birth. Daddy. Which is really scary when you think about it. Now, have you taken bets, Danny, on uh, we should do some kind of uh, betting here? Will the child be born on time, early, or late? On time, early, or late. And you should put, you know how you, the Super Bowl, you have the squares? Yeah. You should do, you should do <laughs> squares at work with Cavino and Rich and the guys. I'll, I'll get in on it. And whoever gets the right date gets the money. And then, then you'll just do it that way. Yes. Um, also... I'm wondering what time of the day or night. Do you know what time you were born? I believe I was born at night. And I hope your kid's born at night because your child will then be able to use the Andy Furman line. I was born at night, but not last night. Slap me around a little bit. If if you say you were born during the day, I guess you could say I was born during the day, but not yesterday. So it would work, but it sounds better at night. Yeah, I mean, like you, I was born to do radio early or late because... I was born exactly one minute after midnight. And and what your your birthday is, when is your birthday? It's in the, uh, what part of the year is it? The end of the year? Uh, December 27th. That would be the end of the year. Yeah. That would be, if, yep. you only, if you only waited a couple more days, Danny, you would have been right there. You could have been the first baby born in a new year. I know. Yeah, but- Lost out on that. And they were still wrapping kids in Christmas blankets. And my mom's like, it's not Christmas anymore. And they're like, yeah, but it's still a Christmas baby. Otherwise known as we still have these blankets and we have to get rid of them. So you're getting a blanket that has Santa Claus on it or a Christmas tree. Next up on the mailbag, Kevin in Kansas writes in. He says, Dear Ben and Danny G, do you guys remember riding bikes as kids? Did did you do anything special to them like baseball cards in the spokes? Uh, reminiscing, uh, you know, uh, would, would like to know. So I never did the baseball cards of the spokes, but I loved riding the bicycle. We I grew up in Orange Groves and the freedom I loved. I, there was a, a couple of hills going to the top of the hill and going down and you felt like you were you were going as fast as you could possibly humanly go. You were breaking the time space continuum. Um, I just I had so many fond memories of that the freedom that that was could go anywhere could go to the grocery store go to the, the liquor store uh, pizza shop any of those places it was awesome and it blows me away nanny that the kids today I don't get the same sense the kids today maybe I'm just being the old guy I don't think they a care that much about having access to a bike and and b I just I don't think they 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 appreciate it. I don't know if I'm repeating it. There's just something missing from that. Like they don't need it. They've got everything they need in their house. They don't. Well, in our day, we needed to go out to experience life. Yeah. Right? And, you know, we have the bike culture in common as kids. 
I also was in Southern California, a different town, I think more run down than yours because our friends on their bikes, they also had spray paint cans in their long socks because <laughs> they were going to go tag up Rialto, California. <laughs> but we would go to where these kids used a uh, water and shovels and they, they did the hard dirt uh, ramps and jumps. And it was amazing to be able to ride with your friends over to where the bike jumps were. And of course we were all too scared to go on the best and biggest jumps. We would watch other kids do it and then eat shit. And that made you want to stay away from it even more. Yeah, there was nothing cooler when I was a kid than the guys that were the BMX guys that would do the jumps and yeah. the motocross stuff. They were like rock stars. They were the heroes for those of us that rode our bikes. And and I you know, I grew up in an area where there we didn't tag everything. We just had it was a planned community, and they had orange groves everywhere. And there were military bases kind of in the area where I grew up. And so we would get chased sometimes. I've told the story before. We get chased by some of the soldiers when they were off duty. They would just get completely shit faced and go out in the orange groves. And God only knows what kind of debauchery they were getting into in the orange groves. But to entertain themselves, the kids, uh, the, the, the soldiers would chase us kids around. So we'd be on our bikes trying to desperately get away, thinking we're about to be hatcheted and murdered <laughs> by some Marine. And uh, so those are some of my other uh, crazy memories. I was chasing my brother around, my older brother. Like I would always follow him around, trying to be part of the cool kids who were older. So I have great memories, Kevin. And really quick, Ben, for Kevin, on the accessories on the bike, do you remember the grips? Like we would yeah. change the handle grips a lot. That was a thing. You know, the, the color and the style of the grips. The grips was big. My thing was I got a bell. That was a big thing. Oh, no, stop. Yeah, my mom got me a little bell, oh. and that was a big deal. So I was like Pee Wee Herman. I had a little bell. Because <laughs> that's a safety feature, my mom thought. I could, I could alert the other people that I was uh, Oh, I thought you were going to say you had some sweet pegs. You're talking uh, about a bell. Yeah, I had a cheesy bell. But to me, that was like the coolest bell. That was like my horn. You know, I felt like I was in the car and I didn't have I didn't have a horn, but I had the bell and I could ring the bell and then I'd be I'd be set up. So that was my big uh, thing. I did not. My mom did not think it was necessary for me to go crazy with the different colored handles and things like that. So that was not really my jam. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next up, Pete the Machinist from Albany, Oregon writes in. says, Ben and Danny G, what is your earliest memory of a sports moment that you'll remember forever? Mine was the 49ers wildcard game versus the Packers in 98, where T.O. caught the catch two. I was eight years old. Uh, he says, I can remember who I was with and where I was when that happened. Says Pete, the machinist there, the beaver believer, as in Oregon State beaver believer. And he does say, Pete, he sees me with a Oregon State hat every once in a while. He says, throw that into the rotation often, uh, more often. That was a gift from Robbie, the Falcon fan, who hooked me up with that Oregon State beaver hat. And it is one of my cooler hats. I do like that logo. And I do have a lot of hats. I have to work that in. So earliest sports memory, the, there's there's a few vague ones I remember. Uh, I, I remember how excited I was to watch the Chicago Bears with Refrigerator Perry against the New England Patriots because he was getting all this attention on the, the local news. My mom would be like, you got to come watch the news. They're doing a feature on the fat guy from the Bears. And so uh, William Perry, the refrigerator, that was a big deal, even though I wasn't a Bears fan, but I was a refrigerator Perry fan growing up. Um, right around that time, because I remember the the Royals and the Cardinals in the 85 World Series. I remember that very vividly, the great comeback by the Royals and the report that Joaquin Andujar had destroyed a toilet in the Cardinal locker room. I remember that as a child. And then I, I remember uh, I, was, I was a kid. I was playing youth basketball, going to a a Laker game. Uh, we got to play after the game. They were playing the Golden State Warriors. George Carl was like a young coach for the Warriors. And I remember walking down and seeing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar make a sky hook and it looked like he was like the size of a giraffe. It was insane how tall his arm would reach. I thought he was hitting the top of the forum. It was it was crazy. What about you, Danny? Any any sporting memories from you were a young a young pup that you remember and you will remember the rest of your life unless you get some kind of disease? Oh, for sure. The very first time I got to go to Dodger Stadium, my grandmother took me and my older brother. She had her sun umbrella and a transistor radio because she was in love with Vin Scully. Two guys that she said she would make out with, Ben. Vin Scully and Bob Barker. <laughs> well, I think she'd have a chance with Bob Barker. I don't know that Vin was into any of that kind of hanky-panky, but Bob, I think Bob did uh, make out with a few people back in the... Back in the who, who were the Dodgers playing? Who were they playing the first game you went to? Oh, I was. I'm, it was too little at the time. Oh, you remember. Okay. This is when Fernando Mania was going on. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, I was a little kid, little, little kid. But I remember her walking us all the way to the top. I remember her being out of breath really bad. 
because she was already an older lady at that time, or at least back then, I guess people didn't take care of themselves the way we do now, right? So if she was in her 50s, that's like the equivalent today to somebody being 70. Um, so she's out of breath. She puts her sun umbrella up, turns Vin's silky voice on her transistor radio, and we got to watch Fernando do his thing on the mound. The first time I ever went to Dodger Stadium was the 1984 Summer Olympics. My uh, my parents had gotten tickets. It wasn't even that big a deal because baseball was not an official Olympic sport. It was a, uh, what's the word, a demonstration sport, I guess is the way they would describe it. And so you only had a few teams that were in the uh, Olympics uh, at that time. And I remember walking into Dodger Stadium and I was like, oh, man, it's like the biggest thing I'd ever seen. And it was amazing. And I couldn't believe how how many seats there were and how green the, the hills were and the grass and all that. It was it was crazy. So I have fond, fond memories of that. And how about did you ever get to go to any Oakland A's games at the Coliseum back in the day? I did not. I watched a bunch on TV. I did go to the Coliseum, but that was after the Raiders. I was older, and the Raiders had come back there to play. But it, I gotcha. Didn't... We would get to go to A's games, and I remember the very first A's game I ever saw was against the Brewers, and Raleigh Fingers was on the Brewers. Got the biggest kick out of watching that dude because we had his baseball cards, and we got a kick out of the way he looked on his cards. So when I saw him in person, I'm like, that's Raleigh Fingers. Oh, it totally, totally. You see these guys that you only know from cardboard. You're like, holy crap, that's a real person. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that was uh, good Good memories. All right, next up on the mailbag, uh, this one's from Big Greg in Iowa. I met Big Greg in Iowa. Very nice man. He drove up like five hours from Iowa to hang out with us in Minneapolis at the Mallard Meet and Greet. He says, Dear Ben and the Daddy, Danny G, after seeing a meme about Monopoly, Big Greg says, have you ever had a game of Monopoly end with the table or the Monopoly board flung in the air with everything scattered everywhere? And was it you or someone else who flipped the board? And then he also says, how many Juicy Lucy's were consumed in Minnesota uh, from Big Greg? So I'll answer that. I'll let you answer the Monopoly one. I consumed, let me do my math here. Let's see. Four. Four Juicy Lucy's were consumed by me in three and a half days. So pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Well, not a bad ratio right there. Yeah. And Monopoly, I have never been the one to scatter a Monopoly board. What about you, Danny? Have you have you had a hissy fit and conniption fit and just tossed everything in the air? No, but I do remember my stepdad being a poor sport and doing that a couple of times. He was also famous for losing at a video game and then hitting the reset button before the game was officially over. <laughs> that is a very Nick. mature way to handle things. Wrong. Very, very mature. Yes. Uh, well, I used to get into it with my, my younger and older brothers who were playing video games. And so I, I would occasionally pull some shenanigans, possibly like your stepfather, but I never did it with Monopoly. And it was always we always complained as kids because it took so long to play Monopoly. We we wanted a quicker pace. We felt like it lagged. There was too much lag. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Can um, you imagine kids nowadays trying to play that? 
Oh, forget about it. Uh, Barry in Nashville says, yo, yo, Ma, Benny, as a longtime listener, I think I am up on uh, how much, uh, how, how each rather of the P1s got their nicknames, but I don't recall ever hearing or remembering how Alf the Alien Opiner got his nickname. Uh, signed Barry in Nashville. So Barry, I don't know the origin, uh, the origins of Alf. I would assume what happened was we used to have this guy that many members of the Maller militia were jealous with, named Ernie the Great Opiner. And Ernie was a character from the state of Michigan who was a big part of the show, and he used to comment on everything that we did, and he loved the show and the whole thing. And other fans of the show got jealous. They were offended by. Ernie the Great Opiner. So we had, for a couple of months, we had the Great Muppet Takeover. So these other guys thought it would be funny to bust Ernie's balls, and they all started accounts as different Muppet characters. And they were then added the Great Opiner to their name, and uh, so I don't know for sure that that's how Alf the Alien Opiner started. I would assume that's how that started. And one thing led to another, and eventually, Ernie actually quit the show. He got so flustered by all the other Muppet accounts, he left the show. Can you believe leaving a show because you're offended by other people who you feel their manners are not right, and they they they, they copy your, your bit? I mean, what is that? Do you think the last thing he said was... Snuffle up against the opiner. Fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> well, he turned into Alfred. Uh, he turned into Oscar the Grouch, the great opiner is what he turned into. But uh, yeah, it did not go well. So I think that's the answer, Barry. Next up is uh, Lions fan Austin. He says, did you you get uh, a three-way with Doc, Mike, and Regina? Uh, no, uh, that did not happen. But thank you for asking. Very classy of a Lions fan. Clayton writes in and says, did you explain to Eddie that the Mississippi river does indeed flow through Minneapolis or does he still think it's a conspiracy theory? Yeah. Uh, so I tried to tell Eddie Clayton that the Mississippi goes through Minnesota. He seemed to be blown away by this fact. We talked about it on the air. He, he was not acting. He genuinely did not realize that the Mississippi river started from Canada and went all the way down. And I would I would like to point out, in Eddie's defense, not that this is a proper defense, but there was one other person I know that works in radio who also was gobsmacked, could not believe that this this is true, that the Mississippi River went through Minnesota. I thought everybody knew that started in Canada. They taught us that in, like, middle school. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention in school, but that's one thing I remember from school, so call me crazy. <laughs> yeah. How about shut up? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick in Wisconsin writes in. It was great hanging out with Nick. Nick and his pal were there. I had a Frisbee. I autographed a Frisbee for Nick. Nick's the guy, remember, he said his wife was busting his balls about going to this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Nick said by the time he left, his wife actually kind of wanted to go. So she had done a 180, and she was kind of disappointed she could not come to the event. So that made me feel pretty good. Nick says, uh, Ben, it was great meeting you and the fellow members of the Maller Militia last weekend. Side note for Danny, end of July is a great time to have a baby. That's when I had my firstborn. The question for you, Ben, and Danny G, would you rather have a third nipple or an extra toe? That's a big question. So uh, I have two nipples now. They don't really serve any purpose, so I don't need a third nipple. But I would think an extra toe would get in the way. I think it would be easier to conceal an extra nipple than an extra toe because it would mess up your, your shoes and the way everything goes there. There was a guy named Antonio Alfonseca. He was a closer for the Marlins and some other teams. And he had an extra toe on each foot and an extra finger on each hand. So he had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. And I remember, I'm not going to lie, I I peeked. I saw a uh, in the in the locker room. Uh, I I kind of took a look. But he had these like little baby extra fingers and extra toes. They were not the full sized variety. But I, the answer would be none of the above. But if I had to choose, I would choose a nipple. <laughs> I'd go for the nip. Then I could have a nip slip, and I'd say, which one is three nipples? Which one is it? What about you, Danny? <laughs> well, back in the day, I had an orange tabby cat, and he was the coolest cat, man. Not only was his personality the greatest, but he was polydactyl. So he had those extra digits. It looked like he had mitts. He could pick a pen up off the floor, and he would go around and play hockey, like he would find different toys and things on the floor and he would bat it from side to side as he was running it looked like he was about to score a hockey goal so i would i would go the extra toes for sure you would look way cooler than some freak with an extra nipple well no one would know you have the extra nipple until you take your clothes off right they wouldn't realize you had the nipple they well i have an only fans page so oh that is true yeah, people wonder how Danny can survive in Southern California working in radio and the podcast, and it is the fact that you for years have had a very successful uh, fans-only page. So uh, congratulations. 
Yeah, so it's, uh, that's I, it's like $125,000 a month. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, tax-free, right? Tax-free, I think. Uh, this next one's from Greg in West St. Paul, Minnesota. He says, after last week's discussion on where to eat the best Juicy Lucy in the Twin Cities, I'm getting shout-outs from restaurants around town to come in and try theirs. On Friday, I'm going to the 328 Club to try the Juicy Lucy. They call it the Greg. Ooh. A testimony on the uh, the the many that listen to the fifth hour. You're making me famous. P.S. Did you try the nook? Yes, and hopefully you had a chance, Greg, to hear the Maller review. Also, Raz quit the band. That was on the Saturday podcast. Says how many Juicy Lucys, and the answer was, or he says how was the Juicy Lucy, and you can hear all of that content on the fifth hour podcast. From uh, from Saturday, but I, I loved it. I'm upset I didn't get to meet Rask with the band. I was hoping I would be able to meet him, but I did not get to meet him. But uh, but very nice. Thank you, Greg. The Nook, major, major tip on the microphone. That place was great. And now I'm bummed out. If that 328 place is good, I'll be the, I'll be like, oh, crap. I could have gone to the, the 328 club and tried their Juicy Lucy, but oh, well. Uh, next up is Keith in NorCal. He says, bacon or sausage with breakfast, Danny? Oh, bacon all day, especially extra crispy. I like it when you can snap the bacon in half. You're, you're a snapper. See, my answer is none of the above. I don't, A, I don't eat a lot of breakfast. Very rarely do I eat breakfast because I have this Fugazi fasting thing. But when I eat breakfast, my go-to breakfast meat is corned beef hash. I love corned beef hash. Uh, I it flashes back to my childhood. I had that when I was a kid. You give me corned beef hash and a pancake, and I'm good. Now this weekend, I I told the story on, the, on one of the podcasts about how I we were trying to get a cinnamon roll, and we ended up going down 36th Street. We made a turn, and we ended up uh, going uh, right where the the George Floyd incident had started at that bakery. They did not have a cinnamon roll, but the next day. We did end up eating breakfast, and I had a caramel roll. Where do you rate the caramel roll on your big board of desserts? Hmm. I don't know if I've ever had a caramel roll. You have not had a, a caramel roll? Okay. I don't, I don't know. Let me look that up. I'm not sure. So a caramel roll is like a cinnamon roll, but it's obviously got a few different ingredients in that and it's got but it, it still it looks like a cinnamon yeah, it, roll yeah it looks like a cinnamon roll it's like an old-fashioned gooey caramel roll I should, okay and sometimes there's pecans on it right yeah yeah, they, yeah they, okay. often, they often have the pecans they used to have these at angel games i don't know if they still do it the big a when i used to go yeah. to back in the day there it's right up there they, those are neck and neck to me yeah they're, they're very good it was a very enjoyable uh, caramel roll. Love that at this. I did not really like the vibe. It's, it was, it was, we went to this hipster bakery. I'm not really a hipster bakery guy, Danny. I don't really fit in at a hipster bakery, uh, but it, the food was really good. Chris in Des Moines writes, and he says, hey, Ben, uh, we met Chris, by the way. Chris, great guy. You can tell this guy's a bartender. He's very social, Chris in Des Moines. He's a, he knows how to relate to everybody. He says, if you could bring back one sports team that no longer exists, for example, Supersonics, Hartford Whalers. Who would you bring back? That's from Chris in Des Moines. You would bring back the Oakland Raiders, wouldn't you, Danny? You'd bring back the, the Oakland Raiders? Would you? Boy, I'm not going to lie. That home field advantage was pretty sweet. 
too bad that stadium is a dump now. Um, you you know, I'll say this because you're fresh back from Minnesota. I wish that I would have got to go there. I thought about it all weekend. The entire time you were away and you were there, I was jealous. I wanted to be there. How about the North Stars? That's a good one. Dino Cicerelli and the Minnesota North Stars. Here's one. Anytime my mom would watch a rerun of the Mary Tyler Moore show, okay. they'd always be talking about the Minnesota North Stars. I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and so that I knew that because of my mom watching those reruns. And so it's really crazy to think about that that team is actually the one that went to Dallas, right? Yeah, they, they got rid of the North and just became the Stars. Okay. I think that stuff. I I don't understand why they have to keep the same name. Just if you move cities, I think you should leave the name. And I know you'll be upset by this, but I the Lakers should not be called the Lakers. That's a Minneapolis name, the, the Great Lakes. They should have had a different name when they moved to L.A. And I, I feel the same way about I, I, even the Dodgers. They, I love the Dodgers, but they left Brooklyn. They were named the Trolley Dodgers. Hey, come up with a new name. When you change, I'm, that's my rule. When I become commissioner, when you change cities, you change names. Um, as far as like my answer to that question for Chris uh, in in Des Moines, uh, I guess I would say, how about this to offend people? The Colt Forty Fives. If you could bring back the Colt Forty Fives, boy, would that upset people. That would rock the boat. Uh, <laughs> I want to add one then. I want to bring the Washington Bullets back. Oh, there you go. You could do that too. That's I love the Washington Bullets. That was a great logo they had. The Washington Bullets. Great logo. It was a great logo. Yeah, like the Bullets, the Colt 45s. You could bring them back. Uh, Montreal Expos. That would be a good one also. So there's there's a bunch of those. Yeah, logos. the Redskins and then lead the chop. Yeah, the, Bakers, the Bakersfield Blaze. We could bring them back. Right? Yeah, they, they're out of business now. We could get them back. Uh, we'll do one more and one more only. The next question from Randy. Oh, that's a sporty. Do we want to do a sporty question? I don't know. Uh, uh, Randy, I think we're good on that. And Dino and El Paso, we thank you guys for your questions, but eh, I think we're good. I think we're yeah, good. We talk sports all week. Exactly. We talk sports. I do four hours a night mostly talking sports and the drunk people. So I'm I'm good. I'm good on that. Anything you want to remote here, Danny, as we close out the weekend? I'll be back tonight in the main studio. It's a holiday weekend, but we'll have a live show. No days off. I've already used my allotted time off, so I'll be doing an original show Sunday into the Monday holiday, and I'll be doing that and live shows all week. So- uh, I will be on with Covino and Rich just three hours after you leave the airwaves because we're going to be filling in for the Dan Patrick show. There you go. I, uh, I I wish you well. I will be long gone by the time you're there, but I do uh, I do wish you well and uh, have a fine time with that. So anyway, thank you for downloading. Tell a friend about the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Have a great week. And if you missed any of the other podcasts, we went in-depth on the Maller meet and greet on Friday. We had the Maller food review, and uh, Danny G was part of a live police chase in Los Angeles. You can only get that content here on the podcast. So uh, all of that we'll have uh, for you all weekend long and uh, now as we head into the week. So have a great day today. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits 
LED headlights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.